And so how is this going to look or work today? That's a great question. I know some people, you're like, no, seriously, how does, how does, how does this service look? Other people, you're like, well, like for real, how, how is writing a vision list going to actually work? Like, we just want to know. And for those of you who weren't here last week, um, we, we handed out the vision list. These, these are right here. And we handed out a worksheet that kind of went with it. And so if you, if you did not get one of these last year or last week, maybe you were, you were out, maybe you worked last week and you, and you want to get one before the end of service today, hold your hand up real quick. I got some ushers that are going to pass out some of these vision lists for you. So I got, got a few right here. Just keep your hand up until they pass them out to you. All right. Keep them, keep your hand up. Um, I know the, the blood might go out, but that's okay. Keep, keep your hand, switch hands if you have to, switch hands and wait for uh, and, and, and I'll, I'll give you a second. There'll be a time during the service today where you can kind of write some things down. Why are we writing a vision list? Well, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 says, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tables that he may run that readeth it. Now, that's the King James Version, but it, I like the way it reads it. Write the vision and make it plain. What is the vision for your life? What are you expecting God to do? And essentially, we gave you last week six questions that you can ask to help you with your vision list. Question number one, what are you believing God to say or do for you in this next season that we're, that we're coming into? What are you believing God to say or do for you, right? Like some people, you're looking for direction in an area. Lord, I need to know what to do about this. Write it on that vision list. Um, if you need extra, we've got extra. We, can, we, we, we ordered a thousand of these this year because we knew some people, their vision list, like these blanks weren't enough. They weren't enough. Like, we, can I have two of those? Yes, you, you can have two, right? Um, but, but write it down. What are the name, or what is the name, or write the name of the person or persons that you're believing to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? What breakthrough, question number three, what breakthrough are you believing God for? Is it a financial breakthrough? Listen, I need a financial breakthrough like now. Write it down. Do you need a healing in your body? Like, I need this to go away. Write it down. Is there a relationship in your life that you just need a breakthrough to happen? Write it down. And then this one, what do you want to give? What would you like to do? Wait, I'm skipping ahead. What would you give? Uh, what would you like to give to the kingdom of God this year? So what would you like to give? Like for us, there's a number that we write down every year. And I'll, I'll be honest, if we didn't hit the number this year, it's right back on the vision list. Amen? And uh, with that being said, for all of you who gave any, I mean, I don't care how much you gave last year, your tax statement or your giving letter is available to you right after this service uh, at the information desk right out in the foyer. So if you gave anything last year, uh, the team's out there, they're ready to, uh, to give you your vision or your, uh, I'm getting it all mixed up, your giving statements, your giving statements. And then this question, what debt do you owe Large or small? And some people are like, well, I don't know if I want to tell you that. You're not telling me that. We're, you're not turning these in. These are between you and the Lord. You can 
put it in your, on your mirror, your bathroom mirror. You can keep it in your car. You can stick it in your Bible and just pull it out, you know, several times this year and pray over those things and thank God for those things. So what are you believing to give? And then what do you owe? And the reason why we're putting this down is because um, we're believing God to pay off some debt this year. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have a bigger amen? amen. You don't want the student loans? It's time for those things to go away. Are you with me? Uh, uh, it's, it's time. That mortgage, some people, you buy a mortgage and you just all, you, or you buy a mortgage, you get a mortgage and you just automatically assume you're just going to have a mortgage for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be that way. Imagine what debt-free looks like for just a second. Is that car paid for? Well, then write it down and total it all up. And then in a few minutes, when we, when we believe God and release our faith, see yourself debt-free. And then I would encourage you this way, not that there's anything wrong with debt, um, good debt, not bad debt. Um, I would encourage you, don't go right back into debt just because the Lord paid off your debt. Amen. And then what would you like to do or have if money were not a factor? In other words, this is, this is where the vision is. Like, Lord, I would, I would really, really, really like to do this. Tyra and I, we have a trip. We have one of those vision list type trips that we want to go on. We're believing God to pay off our mortgage. It's the debt. We're believing God for some salvation of some extended family members. That we're just trusting that God's gonna, He's going to meet our need in that area. We're believing God for healing in certain areas of our family. We're believing God to do some incredibly big things. But the Bible says, write them down. Write these things down. What miracle are you believing for? What's the vision for your marriage? What are you expecting to see? Have you not slept much lately? You'll sleep more in 2024. Ooh. He's a poet. Didn't even know it. Amen. You'll laugh more in 2024. So that could be on your vision list. I want to laugh more in 2024. Amen. Who do you want to see come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ? Write a name down. Write some names down. Is this the year you get set free from anxiety and depression? Come on, write it down, right? Is this the year you want to buy a house, start a business? Is this the year that you get one of those rare collector's items for no other reason than you just want one? And people are like, well, God doesn't want to, God doesn't do stuff like that. He absolutely does do stuff like that. And you stay in the boat today and uh, we'll, we'll show you some things. Amen, everyone. And then today, um, how the service looks like. I'm going to teach for just a little bit. We're going to pray right now. And then I'm going to teach for a little bit. And then at the end of the service, we're all going to stand. We're going to worship. Uh, the worship team is going to come back out. We're going to worship, get our hearts set on the Lord. And then we are going to release our faith together as a body of believers. You stand with me, I'll stand with you. Amen. You stand with me, I'll stand with you. And then we're going to watch God do some amazing things in 2024. Amen? Oh, Father, we love you. And we're so excited for Vision Sunday. And we're so excited for, for how you're stirring us up. Lord, we had an incredible 2023. But Father, we know that you're not done. That there's still things to do. And Father, for some of us, we've got some mark-offs. You, you, you met those needs. And Lord, we've, we've replaced that space or that blank with other things that we're looking for. And Lord, I thank you that you just you speak to us today. 
Show us some things about your word. Show us our part in this experience today. And then, Lord, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, Lord, you can speak individually to every single one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord prompted me to start today in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. The Bible says, this is Jesus talking, verse 1. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So always pray and not give up. Verse 2, he said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. Okay, so there was a judge. He didn't fear God. He didn't care what you thought, right? And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. And verse 4 says, For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, come on, I will fight, amen? And that she keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. (laughs) Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust, or yeah, the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? What's the answer? No. No. And I know people look at this and you're like, well, pastor, aren't, we're not supposed to beg God. We're not supposed to, like, what, what's, isn't this, like, we're supposed to stand in faith and then believe God is not. You're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole point of the message. He's, he's talking about a widow woman coming to a person who doesn't even fear God, who doesn't even know God. And not, does it, not only does he not know God, he doesn't care about you. And he says, if you keep coming to him, and essentially, how much more? Will your Father in heaven, who does love you, give you the desires of your heart? Verse 8, he says, I tell you, you see that, uh, I tell you, he will see that they get justice. Look at this next word. And quickly. Come on. He will see to it that they get justice and quickly. Everybody say quickly. I'm going to wake you up 930 here in a second. I'm going to wake you up. This is a big day for us, and you got to treat it that way. Uh, he, he will see that they get justice, and quickly, however, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? In other words, we have a part to play in this, this little exercise that we're doing today. Hebrews 11, chapter 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. A lot of people don't see God as a God who rewards, but the scripture says it. His holy written word that you and I don't have permission to change says there's two stipulations. You have to Believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. In other words, I'm not just punching a clock on Sunday morning and punching out and go home and go back to my life. Like, this is my life. 
This is what I do. This is who I am. Romans chapter 12 verse 6 says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, look at this phrase, according to the proportion of faith. According to the proportion of faith. The NIV says it this way, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy accordance with your faith. So our faith in believing that God's actually going to do some of these things is a big deal here. It is a big deal. Do you believe that God is going to do what we write down on these vision lists? Because if you don't, like your faith may not be there yet. There's plenty of scriptures on it. Let's read them. Let's build our faith in that area. Amen. The Amplified says, in proportion to the faith possessed. Good news says it this way. We should do it according to the faith that we have. Now, good news, everybody has a measure of faith. And then he starts talking about different things, talking about the gifts. If it's serving, then serve according to the proportion of faith that you have. If it's teaching, then teach according to the proportion of faith that you have. If it's to encourage, then encourage. If it's giving, then give generously according to the measure or the proportion of faith that you have, you currently possess. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so many people stop right here and they play that, well, I guess I just must not have faith. I guess I, must, I just must not have faith. Don't play that card. Because the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 3, towards the end of the, the verse, according as God hath dealt to every man and woman the measure of faith. Like, you have faith. You're, you're here on a Sunday morning. Amen. There's something on the inside of you that longs for your heavenly Father, that longs for Him to do things in your life. And we talked a lot about this in our in our. Uh, September through December series. The first one was called All Access, and the other one was called There Is More. If you want to build your faith in these areas, go back and re-listen to those series because we talked a lot about this. The next thing I hear about is, is people are like, well, what if it's not God's will? If God wants to, he'll do that. If God wants to, he'll do that. How many people have heard that before? Well, if it's the, if it's the Lord's will, he'll do those things. We have 66 books of the Lord's will that he wants to do for all of us. And so the question isn't if God wants to, we see his will written in his word. Amen, everyone? We see his will written in his word. So many of us are waiting on God to do something that he's already done. He's already made provision for how many guys know that God does not wake up in the morning and try to work gravity into motion? You know what I mean? He does not have to wake up and be like, son, come up, come up, son, come up, son. No. Why? Because it's already done. It's already completed. It's already finished. Well, what else has he finished or completed or provided? Salvation? Is that available to everybody who wants it? It is. Is healing provided to everybody who wants it? 
Yes, provision, protection, grace, favor, redemption. These are all the finished works of God. He's already set it into motion. And he says, I've given you gifts. These are already yours. This is why Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to you. They've already been given to you. And so again, there's this huge misconception about what God wants to do. Well, if God wanted to do it, he would do it. Well, let me tell you this. Let me ask you a question. Does God want everybody saved? Is everyone saved? Does God want everyone to go to heaven? Is everyone going to heaven? Listen, we have a part to play in this. What we believe and how we take the, the word of God in our heart, this, this is a big piece of this. God wants everybody to receive his free gifts because he's already paid for them. A couple of weeks ago on Wednesday night, um, I was leading prayer and uh, I started ministering on the gifts, uh, or at more specifically, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And then after service, um, I just created an opportunity. If you've never been filled with the Spirit, you never had that heavenly prayer language, I'm going to be standing right over here if you'd, like to, uh, if you'd like to have that opportunity. It's already a free gift. If you want to pray in the Spirit, come on. And I had several people come up for prayer. One lady, she came up and she says, listen, I was, I was raised Catholic. I've learned so much as I've been coming to your church and like my, my, my spirit is on fire. And you could tell that there was something that she wanted. And I was like, are you, are you wanting to be filled with the spirit? And she says, I absolutely do. She believed that God existed and that he was a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. I no more raised my hands to pray for her, and she received her heavenly language right there. I mean, it was already a gift given to us. We just have to receive it. Amen, everyone? Let's look at another story in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Now, listen, don't just read these stories and assume you know where I'm going. Like, read them like it's the first time you've read them or heard them. Mark chapter 5, verse 21, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and saw Jesus. He fell at his feet and he pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Imagine the emotion in this moment. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hand on her so that so that she will be healed and live. Did Jesus stop in this moment and say, I don't thank you, I don't think so, it's, it's not my will for your daughter to live? No. So Jesus went with them. And a large crowd followed, now look at this word, and pressed around him. When the woman, uh, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Some people have been standing for some things for a long time. For 12 years, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, meaning this is the first time she's heard about Jesus. She'd heard legends of Jesus. She heard rumors of Jesus. This is the first time she heard Jesus walking through her town. When she heard about Jesus... 
She came up behind him in the crowd. Remember, there's a bunch of people crowding around Jesus and touched his cloak. So just the, one, one translation says the hem of his garment down here. Couldn't even tell, it wasn't like she tugged on Jesus, right? She just touched the hem of his garment or his cloak because she thought if I could, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Look at verse 34. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. We're familiar with this, with this portion of Scripture if we've been around church for any length of time. But don't miss what the Lord's trying to say to you today. When she heard about Jesus, faith comes how? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by getting in your word and reading what God's will is for you. If you're walking around saying, well, I think it's God's will. No, 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 no. Get in his word and find out what God's will is. Yes, fill out your vision list. But then this year, find scriptures on healing if you need healing. This year, find scriptures about provision if you need provision. Find scriptures about relationships if you need a relationship to a breakthrough in your life. Because if it's in his word, he says, I'm not a man that should lie. He doesn't lie. He will do exactly what he said he will do. She came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak. She made a move. She pressed in. She touched his cloak or touched his clothes uh, because she thought if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Amen. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. The woman took a healing. She just took a healing from the healer. Just walked up. He didn't, didn't even, didn't turn in a prayer request. Didn't get his attention. Can I have a meeting with you? She just knew if I can touch that man, there's enough power inside of him that my body will be healed. And then she stepped in. And she pressed in, and she touched the hem of his garment, and then she was healed. I can imagine Jesus, right, walking through the crowd, doesn't even know she's back there. All these people touching her, and then all of a sudden, woo, what was that? Right? Someone touched me. And his disciples are like, bro, we're all touching you. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of people here. We're all smashing into you. It's, it's uncomfortable, I know, personal space, right? But still. And he's like, no, 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 no. Somebody who had faith, touched me. And then he said this, I felt power come out of me. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. She drew near to him. 
She touched the hem of his garment. What happened? Power went into her body and she was healed. If she was healed, can you be healed? Well, pastor, this is a genetic thing. It's just kind of a curse my whole family has. What if it stopped with you? Well, my kids are already born and the doctors say it's, it's been passed down. What if it stops with them? And what if you're healed and they're healed? Amen? You believe that he is. And you believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is what we spent the last 21 days of prayer and fasting doing. Believing God for things. Watching him move in our family. Amen. You got time for one more story? Trying to stir you up. <laughs> Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 35. should write these scriptures down at the very least so you can go back home after this service today or any service and, and go over them again. I'd love for you guys to do that. I'd love for, this, for our weekends to be more than just a motivational speech. I'd love for you to appreciate every single thing that happens from anybody that's communicating to the point that you're like, ooh, I got to listen to that one again. Ooh, that moved me. Ooh, that stirred me up. Ooh, I'm going to read that scripture when I get home. Because, listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Amen, everyone? Luke chapter 18, verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging when he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what's happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out. He initiated the move. He filled out the vision list. Are you with me? He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man be brought to him. When he came near to Jesus, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? The man's blind. He obviously knows what the man wants. And people are like, Well, the Lord knows my needs. He obviously knows your needs. But what does he want you to do? He wants you to tell him, what do you want me to do for you? Because again, if you don't want to be healed from your blindness and you just want provision for the day, then that's what you're going to get. But brother, if you want to be healed, just ask me. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. I want to see. He replied, Jesus said to him, okay, receive your sight. Receive your sight. The Lord just repeated back to the man what he said he wanted. And then he said this, look here. Your faith, your faith has healed you. Do we have a part to play in this? We absolutely do. We absolutely do. Out of the 19 individual cases of healing mentioned in Scripture, 14 of them refer to or point to the individual's faith. They believed God existed, and they believed he was a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen, everyone? According to your faith. 
So what do you want me to do for you? Well, Lord, we have a few things. We have a few things. Is God intimidated by your vision list? Absolutely not. Is God going to answer Pastor Darian's vision list and not answer yours? No. He's absolutely going to answer everybody if we write the vision and make it plain. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to stand up in a few minutes. We're going to release our faith. We're going to release our faith. It's, it's one thing to have faith. It's a completely different thing to actually put it into motion. The Bible talks about this in Mark 11, verse 22. Have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea. Now, the mountain is figurative for something immovable in your life. This is big. This is big. Can the Lord do big things? He absolutely can and will for all y'all. For all y'all. Come on, Oklahoma. (laughs) He'll do it for all y'all. Amen. He said this, anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes, believes what? That he exists and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for you. Is that what your Bible says? That's what my Bible says. And God is not a respecter of persons. If he said it, he'll do it. It will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer. This is Jesus, red letters. The master of the church. The head of the church. Told you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. I'm glad I came to church today. It's stirring me up. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 9. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, and that word evil is you're not God, right? Though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The Bible talks about. Amen? When the woman with the issue of blood reached out and touched the hem of his garment, she was releasing her faith in that moment. When blind Bartimaeus responded, Lord, I want to see, he was releasing his faith in that moment. And we're going to stand and we're going to release our faith on some things. And so I just, I was going to tell you, I don't have my phone. That's where my vision list is. Good and faithful man right there. I want to read to you your place church's vision list. I want to read to you. This is what, this is what we, as a, a, a body of believers, it's on my iPad case back there. Um, this is what we, as a body of believers, is on our vision list for your place church. Thank you. This is, where the, this is where my vision list stands. And the reason why is like, I could have this, but this is always with me. And so it may start here, but it ends up here. That way, when I'm on an airplane, I can look down and thank God for what he's doing. That way, when I'm at a a stoplight, not driving, at a stoplight, I can look down and see what I'm believing God to do in my life. Amen? And so I thought I'd just read with you so you guys can connect with me on what we're believing God for, for, for your place, church. 
We're believing God to pay off our first mortgage on this building. We owe just a little over a million dollars on all that renovation that we did back in 2019, 2020 era. We're believing God to pay it off. Pay it off. A little over a million dollars gone, paid for. We're believing God. We said 250 salvations last year, and we got 260. This year, we're pushing it a little different because we actually want to walk people through their salvation experience. And so we're believing God for 150 actual connection cards of people who give their life to Christ because we actually want to contact them and walk them through their faith. Walk them through this. We're believing for the offices to be completed. They're almost done, but because they're not completed, it's still on here. This was a vision list from last year. We want those offices done. Well, now they're, they're about done. I think they're painting, they're priming this week, and we got drop ceiling, and then we got uh, HVAC, and then we can move in. Amen. That, so next year at this time, I'm going to have mark off, <laughs> right? Check, done. We have uh, some expansion space over here. Our kids' ministry, come on, guys, the kids are winning. The kids are winning over there. Like, we need, we need some more classrooms. And we need people to serve in those classrooms. When you add classrooms, you add people that we need to love on kids. Amen? We're believing for that. It's on our vision list. Um, the rest of the grounds of our parking area, paved and landscaped. We got 10 and a half acres here. Um, okay. Is this where the stables are? Okay. Over there, where the stables are, there's a, we actually own from here to Elliot where the stables are. Like, that's our piece of property. We want to pave that area and make another access for, for your place church. It's on our vision list. Um, we're believing God for a resource center building. Last year, we were actually believing God for the resource center. Check. He did it. Made it happen. We got a team of coaches over there that are, in, that are touching lives. Amen. 318 people in 2023, and we started it in July. Come on, you can clap at that. Amen. But there's so much more that we can do. And I know I mentioned that we were in discussions about a building. We're still in those discussions. Don't give up. We're standing. We will fight. Amen. And we're standing and believing God for that facility. We're not quite at an agreement yet, but we're still standing. Um, we're believing for a portico out this front lobby. So if it's raining, people can drop kids off and mamas off and grandmas and grandpas off and they won't get wet. We're believing for that. And if you saw the original design, there's an upstairs outdoor patio area that we want for that. Just a super cool space. We're believing for that. We're believing now, well, this is new this year, we're believing for a maintenance facility that we can build out here. And uh, we can put all, all of our maintenance guys, we can put the van in there. Did you know someone cut the catalytic converter off of our van? <laughs> Woe to them. <laughs> if you're watching online, we'll forgive you. <laughs> but don't do it again. <laughs> Moving right along. We're believing God for 50 life groups. 50 life groups. Now out here, there's some of them, and we're, we're getting closer. Amen? 50 life groups at your place, church. We're believing God for a creative suite. I have a number that the Lord put on my heart for our annual budget in 2024, and that's a big number. And again, we're believing for 100 people to be at Wednesday night prayer every week. Amen. Uh, I read a book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, and, and he said this. It was talking about prayer. 
He says, if people come to your Sunday morning service, if your Sunday morning service is popular and ours is, he says, people love your church. He says, if they come to your Sunday night, uh, Sunday night service, which we don't have a Sunday night service, he says, they love your pastor. But if they come to prayer, they love Jesus. We're believing God for 100 people who just feels like prayer is important to them and to be here on Wednesday nights. It's on our vision list. You've heard me talk about how we're believing God for a campus. We want to recreate this experience someday in a different community. It's been on our vision list, and we believe God's going to do it one day. Amen, everyone? So are you ready to do this? Before we get started, uh, take a look at this. I believed in God for a place to live, and he blessed me with my first house. I was believing God to go to ministry school uh, debt-free, and he definitely provided. I was believing God for scholarships for my daughter as she entered college, and she got a full-ride scholarship. I was believing God for a, the perfect career choice, and 100%, he has provided that. I'm back in the community and getting to live out God's purpose for me here. I also was believing God for a vehicle for our sober living homes that we have here. And he provided 100% a vehicle for the women's house. Yay! I was believing God for Aiden to hear God clearly about the direction in his life um, and what he should do after college. And that happened. And I think one of the other biggest things was um, for some really close friends of ours to find a church home that they really loved and a group of people that they really loved. And I also got to mark that off my vision list. I was believing God for a car and he blessed me with a car for free. In 2023, me and my wife had on our vision list to buy a new house. Um, and in 2023, we were able to do it. Not only were we able to do it, we were able to double the square footage of our home and with the difference of our mortgage being $100. The Lord showed out for us, He can show out for you. I was believing God for freedom from depression and anxiety, and He healed me and filled me with hope and peace. Last year, Tyson and I were believing for a house, and now we're living in that renovated house. I was believing God for a successful launch of the Resource Center, and not only did we successfully launch, we made 318 new friends. I was believing God for my dream house, and now we have it. I was believing God for two really big things. The first one was to graduate drug court with zero sanctions, and the second one was to find my dream job. And I got to do both of those things to God. Um, he got me through it. It was a very challenging time, and I just leaned on Him and trusted Him, and He got me through. Finishing drug corps also led me to my dream job, which is at the Resource Center. I'm forever thankful. Come on, can we celebrate those wins? Amen, everyone. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to stand up with us. Grab your vision list. And we're gonna worship God for just a little bit. And as we're worshiping God, we give you permission to, to glance at it, to look down at it. As we're worshiping God, get your heart ready to release your faith and to believe God for some things to happen.
as we worship God, see every one of these things happening in your life. See them. Envision them. Amen? And then as we're worshiping God, see how you're going to respond when every one of them are done. Like what, how, how excited are you going to be when that big vision list item gets marked off? Because we just found out God wants to do it. Amen, everyone? So grab your vision list. Let's worship God. And then we're going to come back out in a little bit. And we're going to believe God with you. And you're going to believe God with us. And we're going to release our faith. And it's going to be set into motion in Jesus' name. Amen. Because the power of your name. Just a legend makes a way. Giants falling, strongholds breaking. There is healing. That's the power that I bring. It's the same that rolled the grave. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. the power of your name just a mention makes a way giants falling strongholds breaking there is healing that's the power that I claim it's the same that rolled the grave there's no power like the mighty name of name of Jesus. And listen, I know you've got some big items on your vision list. And here's another thing I know. You have some items that carried over from last year. That's okay. We told you the offices have been in our vision list for, for a few years now. But guess what? They happened. 
they happened. Amen, everyone. Tyra and I were believing God for some several things from last year. We were believing God to have our exterior of our home repainted. And when you live in a two-story house that's primarily paintable surfaces, right? That's a, that's a, that's a big thing. We were believing God uh, last year to split a downstairs bathroom. We were believing God. We have a large bedroom upstairs. We wanted to, 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 to separate that, make two rooms out of that. And again, all of those are big things. But we believed God for those. And guess what? We marked them off of our vision list last year because they were done. Amen. And we're believing God for salvations. We've got family members that we are standing in the gap. In fact, our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we called their names out loud to the Lord and the Lord hears them. And I believe laborers are coming across their path and they're going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen, everyone. Are you expecting results? Are you expecting results? Amen. Then grab your vision list. And I want you to, I want you to, I'm going to believe with you. You believe with me. All right. I'm going to believe with you. You believe with me. And I want everybody to say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for being such a good, good God. You told us to write the vision and make it plain. You said, ask and it will be given. Knock and the door will be opened. We are releasing our faith for all the things that we have written down. Right now, we're asking for all of these things to be done. Ministering angels, go! Cause these things to find us. Cause opportunities to find us. Cause a healing in my body. Work in the hearts of our loved ones. Speak to us. Lead us. Direct us. We see all of these things done in Jesus' name. And we give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Now come on, give God a big shout of praise. Give God a shout of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You can leave now, thank you. She's like, don't make me stand up there the whole time. Amen. We're believing God for things to happen. And we're believing God for things for you to happen. Now, here's what we want you to do. As they begin to happen, and they will, I want you to tell us about them. You can email us at stories at yourplacechurch.com. That's how we got all the stories. That's how come we knew to show all those because those people wrote into stories at yourplacechurch.com. Some of you guys, you're going to get an answer this week. Some of you, it may be this month. Some of you, it may be next month. Some of it may be next year. But you stand and you believe God because he always, the Bible says it takes faith and patience. And the Lord will answer your prayers. Amen, everyone. You can remain standing with me. We're going to worship God with our giving. This is what one of the stories that came in uh, just last couple of weeks. A YPC wrote in and said, Last year, we sat on our vision list that we wanted to give and we're able to give that amount, but we were able to give $1,000 more than we wrote down. Wait for it. 
the amount they get they gave was 68% of our set salary for the year. So here they, they were believing God to give money. That amount of money was actually 68% of their current salary, right? Of that year. This year, this is what they wrote down. This year, we're believing to give $13,000 more, which would be the amount of my current salary. So they have, they have a salary. But they, listen, we believe in multiple streams of income around here. And they're believing God to give away their current salary and trusting God to live on the rest of what he provided. This amount that we're believing to give this year is right around the amount we were believing God to receive in 2018. God's faithfulness in just six years is incredible. He does what he says. He brings seed to the sower as long as you're actually willing to sow it. And I know this family, and trust me, God's, God's good to them. God's blessing them. And so they're believing to God to give away their current salary. And then all of the multiple streams of income that are coming to them, they're just going to live on that. Amen? God gives seed to the sower. Amen? Father, we pray right now for every single person who's sowing seeds today. Father God, every single person who's given and trusting you, Father. Lord, this is a big Sunday for us. And we're going to watch you do some amazing things. But Father, we're also going to be faithful to do what we know to do. And Lord, we trust you for it right now. We sow this. We worship you with our giving today. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Several ways to give. Listen, go have the best Sunday of your life. Enjoy. We will see you next.